talking about prioritizing your peace. I know it's something I do every day because it's very important to do. But what about the rest of you? Same. Same here. I definitely give it my best shot. You know, some days are better than others. You know, with that. Somewhere. And you're right about that. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it can be difficult depending upon the situation, but it's really important. But um, for this particular podcast, we actually have a special guest guest today. His name is Kevin. Hello. <laughs> We're trying to get another perspective on the same situation, so. Yeah, yes. his voice popped in. They probably was like, who is that deep voice? <laughs> <laughs> it's our special guest today. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today, yes, Kev. We appreciate it. So, so let's segue into uh, today's topic, um, prioritizing your peace, as Nicole said. So... And was it pertaining to mostly like relationships? Yeah, I think personal relationships, you know, work, um, friendships, yeah, family. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it, it what it really is is it's setting boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. With, with these people, because uh, sometimes people overstep them. You know, yeah. and you have to you know check these people. Mm-hmm. As we saw, still in the news today. Yeah, somebody publicly decided to check another person. Yes. They got slapped across the face. Yes. For running their mouth about something that they really shouldn't have done. True. Everybody is having an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as I go, it the conversations about it ended Thursday. Yeah. Uh, at six p.m. I but agree. That's just me. Um, it, it was what it was, right? Yes. Because at the end yeah. of the day, these particular people that was part of that are we're not even in the same tax bracket as them. So yeah. you know, they drama ain't really my drama because. Ain't nobody paying me what they getting paid. And in the end, it's going to get handled one way or another and within that circle. There's mm-hmm. nothing really else we can do about it. Apologies were made. Apologies were written. Yeah. It's over and done with. And so many people have been talking about, well, it's, J- it's Jada's fault because, mm-hmm. well, she didn't either stop him or she made him go up there and make a fool out of himself. Mm-hmm. It's Chris' fault because he should have known better publicly humiliating this woman, a mm-hmm. black woman at that, yeah. suffering from an autoimmune disease that he claimed he either knew or didn't know about. Right. Then you have the Oscars and all these other people. Mm-hmm. Either they didn't write the joke, they tried to stop him and get him out of it. So mm-hmm. my thing is, is so many narratives out there, somebody's lying. Yeah. Somebody's lying. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what it boils down to, this man apologized at the Oscars. Yes. He apologized afterwards. What more do you want from him? You got a point. Yeah. What more yeah. do you want from him? He apologized twice already. Mm-hmm. He stepped down from the board of academies, meaning he can no longer vote on any future Oscar like nominees. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Across, yes. Like if you're an actor, actress, or wow. like films. Yes. He stepped down. What more do you need to take from him? He has had one discretion in his entire 30 plus career. Mm-hmm. He has never had any type of scandal. Yeah. Yeah, mad because him and his wife want to talk on a red table about their relationship. That's their business. Y'all watching it? Yep. They put it out there. Right. And so people are going to comment on it. Mm-hmm. My thing is they trying to stay ahead of whatever narrative that they don't want out there for people to know. And that is their business. 
You got a but point. y'all want to be villainizing people because this, that, and the third. Like, y'all was waiting for him to screw up. Yeah, I think so. Whether Jada in her mind may have orchestrated this or not, that ain't my business. Mm-hmm. Will know that woman. He knows who she is behind closed doors. Yeah. So if he's allowing that to happen to him, that's on him. That is not our business to comment on. But my thing about it is y'all trying to Netflix, oh, we're not doing the movie Bad Boys 4. Oh, no, we, we got to put the film on pause. Y'all doing too much. They're trying mm. to blacklist. Yeah. They're doing too much. Yeah. That's what and that there's is. There's no need for all that. And I'm like, uh, didn't Roman Polanski start messing with little kids? Yes. Why y'all ain't take his Oscar from him? What's that? And Harvey? Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. He was raping women for like 25 years. Yes. Nobody yes. knew. Even um, Hugh Hefner in the Playboy Mansion. Now it's all coming out. The, 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 the Playboy bunnies are talking about like all the stuff that went down. Yeah. But it's all right. Because yeah. it's all white. Exactly. No shade to our white ally friend in the room. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, like... Liz just stated, and I'm stating, there has people that have done way worse than what he did. Yep. Okay. Was that the right time to do that? Hell no. Mm -hmm. He could have checked him when he got backstage. I completely agree with people saying that. He Mm -hmm. assaulted that man on live television. That's what it was. That's true. And nobody's condoning that. But sometimes you got to watch your mouth because you might get checked publicly. True. I mean, and, and that doesn't take away from... You know, I guess when stuff happens, if, if, therefore, if for every action there's a consequence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, why can't we just go back to instant consequences anyway? You know, and that that's really, I think that might have been part of Will trying to keep his peace, mm-hmm. you know? So that that's where I'm kind of at with it. I'm, I'm not saying he was right or wrong, but... You know, if someone would say something about one of my friends, I'm not going to sit here and just pull that person to the side and go and talk to them, talk to them in the back alley. No, I'm going to address it right there, right then and there. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to be. Now, you know, whether I decide to hit them or not, it just depends on, you know, the severity of the words. But even then, you know, there's a, there's a consequence behind the action. Like, if I were to, if I were to you know, raise my hand at somebody, then I already understand that the next possible consequence on my end is going to be, you know, a call to the authorities. So, mm. you know, um, but, you know, nevertheless, the, the point is, you know, he stood up for his peace at that moment. And to me, I think that's just as important or is just it's the most important thing that a man can do um, is to stand up for his peace. Mm-hmm. Um, or any uh, any person for that matter, whatever situation that you're in, that you have to maintain your peace. Because if you do not maintain your peace, then there goes your sanity. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Yeah, true. 100%. That's, very well said. That's a very good perspective. Yeah, and since we're talking about toxic, toxic family members, you know, it sucks like when your mom is toxic and your sister's toxic. Like, I started working on myself, and the more that I am working on myself, I'm realizing, like, wow, how toxic they are. And like you said, you got to keep the limit. I love them, but I have to take them in small increments because I just can't. I can't all the time because you're tired. It's a lot. I feel like they take a lot of energy from you. Like, they suck the energy out of you. Mm. And it sucks. It sucks when it's your sister and mom. 
you know, mm-hmm. and unfortunately talking about breaking cycles, like my mother wasn't treated well from my nana, but then my nana was not treated well from her father and stepmother because she lost her mother when she was four years old. So she never knew mm-hmm. her mother. So, you know, she's repeating the process and she doesn't really acknowledge what she did to us as kids, especially when my parents got divorced. She would just say some nasty stuff. There was like an occasion she was pissed at my dad. And like I said, for my mom, it's all about control. I'm boss. She violated the, she violated the um, court order thing and took us when it was my dad's time and took us somewhere and then wanted to invite my dad over to talk. And it was a setup. So my dad mm. came in and he said his piece and he basically called her. He used colorful language that I'm not gonna use right now. Mm. It's not a good idea. <laughs> um, basically he told her, you're violating the order. You know, what we set up because my dad worked crazy hours. So his day was Tuesday, but it was written mm-hmm. in the family court that if he has other days off and we want to go see him, he, we can see him. Mm-hmm. But she was trying to get it to like, oh, well, it's not, you know, Tuesday, the day, so I can take them. So mm-hmm. he called her on that and she was like, I'm going to call the police. So my dad just said, I'm making an exit, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, her husband was there. And he had to say something smart. Well, my dad said some colorful words again before he left, basically, and took Mm. off. But what was really interesting, though, after that, all of a sudden, we were allowed to go get back to my dad. And that just made me extremely angry, you Mm. know? And I was a kid. I was probably 12, you know? And it traumatized my sister to a certain degree. And then, you know, for my communication, that just made me shut down. And, like, the more she did that stuff to me, it pushed me away. And I was young, because even... When my sister took off, when she was like 14, because my mother Snoop read the diary thing. You know, I was at work at my part-time job. She's coming up to my job to talk about it. I already spoke to my sister. And I'm like, no, you two need to get together and discuss this yourself. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with me. Maybe you could have therapy and have a mediator or something. She didn't like that. Mm -hmm. She wanted me to pick sides. And then when they were going through the, the child support thing for my sister, She'd be like calling me like, why does this say this in the Lord? Why does it say that? Right. And then she's saying, you need to pick sides. And I'm thinking, you know, that's not cool. I'm 18 years old, 17 years old. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I'm like, yo, you're my parent. Right. Okay. You're supposed to be the adult here. I'm the kid. Why, why is it reversed? Exactly. Like I knew right then and there, okay, this is not okay. And this is toxic. It took me a long time to start working on myself and get therapy and stuff. And it's helping me work through this. Mm-hmm. And now kind of understanding why my mom did sh- did what she did. It's not okay. But to understand that she's repeating a cycle, you know? That makes sense. And now it's small increments and she wants a relationship now, but it's very hard. She tried to talk to me about it. And then she was like kind of gaslighting. And I just said, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're not, we're done. Because, like, it would turn, I don't understand how it's my fault. You know, kind of mm-hmm. make it about her, internalize it, which wasn't cool. That makes sense. You know, so our relationship's okay, mm-hmm. but it's never going to be like like the relationship, Nicole, you have with your mom. Yeah. Which is cool. I have more of a relationship like that with my father. Mm-hmm. You know, because he never, like, really pulled the rug out from under me. He was always there. And when I had nowhere to go, my dad said, you're, you're moving in here. There's no, you're coming with me. And he did that for my sister too. And that's, and that's, I think also, Nicole, you were talking about, you know, there's a certain point where you get to a limit. You can only take but so much. And when you get past that point, you know, you out the door. 
And I think for me personally, it's taken a long time and it's still, I'm still learning how to do it as in when you have to set that limit at some point. And then when, well, it's not even setting a limit. It's just that you come into that point where yourself, where you're just done. And it takes for someone like me, who's not very outspoken, who doesn't really like to say or talk or, or, you know, talk about things that are bothering me or anything like that about when somebody is something, you know, when something is happening to me or something that somebody's doing to me, it takes a while for me to say, um, yeah, I'm out because, you know, it's somebody that I either care about or somebody that I'm not used to standing up to. I have that issue now with with certain family members where, you know, the relationship was toxic. Maybe they don't realize it was toxic. Maybe they don't understand just how toxic they can be. But certain houses I enjoy going to more than others, all because of that past toxic relationship or that past toxic things that that, that these certain individuals have done that maybe as as a kid that I didn't understand, but looking back on it as an adult, I'm just like, wow, uh, yeah, because that that was messed up. And at some point, it's going to have to come to a point where I need to actually speak up. I can't speak for everybody, but I can at least do it for myself. I need to, to do that. And I know that I need to do that. And there might be some people out there who, you know, you, you guys, somebody in your, your life, you may have been in a, a similar situation where your voice, you feel like your voice is kind of muffled or you're kind of muted. And, you know, I totally sympathize with that. When you get to a point when you're done, voice that. And then go and, and, you know, go and do you. And I, but I understand it's easier said than done. Trust me. You know, it, it, it really is. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever had any such similar situations in that with somebody well, it doesn't have to be family. It can be anybody in your life, you know. Also, Laura. Yeah. Like, and when you start setting boundaries, per se, with the people who tend to take your kindness for a weakness. Yes. Um, they're going to lose their minds. Just be ready for that because you're setting boundaries and they're not used to that. And just, mm-hmm. like, when you put your foot down, really put your foot down. Like, they're going to fuss. I know it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But you do it for you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Because nobody should be using you or taking advantage of you because that's not cool. Right. Like, you know, and Nicole has said that too. And I'm sure you have too, Kev. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're just looking out for you, you know. Right. So. And I and I agree with that totally. You know, it's, it is coming to a point where I need to, to put my foot down and need to really start saying something, you know. It's, it's so hard because I look around and say, like, oh, everybody sees it. I know you guys have worked on it, too, but like you have you're able to do it a lot easier than to me than than I am. And I'm like, I wish I had that, still had that moxie because there are days when I'll do it and then days when I'll back down, mm. <laughs> you know, and I come and I'm just like, I get so frustrated with myself, you know. I mean, it happens, right? Um, mm. But I know you did add. Kev about his opinion, mm-hmm. so. Well, uh, let me say this. Um, strategy, being strategic about what to say and when to say it uh, will help you to mold your peace mm-hmm. um, and to help to set the foundation mm-hmm. for your peace as well. Um, and even sometimes, you know, even if you don't 
let that if you take action for yourself to to create your peace, that's okay too. So I'm I'm gonna attack it from this standpoint. So from a business standpoint, there are a couple of people um, over the years that I've I've actually literally said, okay, well, lose my number. And losing my number means that you will not call me again. I will not call you. And, you know, I won't have to deal with, you know, the situation that came from you. Whether it be, oh, you blame me for something that I didn't do or that had, that was already wrong. Mm-hmm. Or um, you just didn't pay me my money. So, and you act like that you don't have to pay me my money. And that's bad business. So, and as I've been told multiple times before, all money is not good money. So, um, being strategic, I've said, you know, I've said those words, hey, lose my number. And sometimes I didn't even say that. Sometimes I just say, hey, have a good day. And I just deleted their number myself. Um, Believe it or not, I actually have a folder in my file cabinet that says customers not to you know work on their car for like yeah that it's on the on the s word list wow so yeah literally like mm-mm, don't mm-mm, you know and i can move forward you know with peace because it's just like okay these folks ain't gonna call me again you know mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna sit here and exhaust my resources and so on and so forth to try to help these people so it's most important for you to help yourself, you know, than to help others when it comes to maintaining your peace. Period. I also make sure that you continue, like I already know you have, Lord, is if you continue to hang around people who are peaceful. Mm-hmm. All right, but honest enough too now to to let you know when you know you're not doing the right thing or you're in the wrong. But mm-hmm. you know that, that's part of. Maintaining your peace, you gotta, you know, you, you, you can be strategic. You you can you can be strategic with with your words, with your timing, you know, everything. Fight for it. it it's, yes. it's, it's worth every bit of it. Mm-hmm. You can't go to Walmart, Costco, BJ's, Sam's Club, anywhere, mm-hmm. and just buy peace. You can't. No. Mm-hmm. You can take a nice vacation. In, in, in Dubai and come back and you're still in a mess mm-hmm. so no you know you can't buy peace you know, you know maintain you create and maintain your peace 100% yeah, yeah it starts with, within yourself 100% mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> Liz and Laura you know like like how I move with people but I here's my thing and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way I just don't like people no, I get it. So I already am <laughs> I already like, get it. <laughs> I'm already like, okay, what's your motive here? What What's your intentions here? Mm-hmm. I'm a person, I'm going to sit back and observe and listen to everything you say to me. And then from there, I formulate my opinion about you. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I know exactly how I'm going to deal with you. And this is the way I'm going to go about it. Discernment is my superpower. Mm-hmm. But I don't let people know that. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to let you keep on talking. Tell me everything I want to hear. And smile. Yeah, because you have to ask the right questions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people will tell themselves every single time. Yes. If you ask the right questions, they will show you exactly who they are. Wow. And I know people are like, well, what's the right questions? Just let them keep talking. Yes. That's all. Ask them something that keeps them talking. And in that, they'll tell themselves. And then from there, it's up to you to be like, okay, 
do I want to associate with this person, be it business or if it's a colleague that you work with or a personal relationship, you know, whatever. And you move from there. You know, you have to get to know people. You have to, because you just never know. You know what I mean? But at the same time, once those red flags start adding up, then it's up to you to be like, okay, no. I've already built up a certain way of how I want my life to move and that person cannot be included in it. And sometimes, like Nicole said, when you gotta cut out people you do care about to a certain degree or minimize that time, it hurts sometimes, it really does. It sucks, it hurts sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you gotta cut people out completely that you've been friends with forever and it hurts like hell, mm -hmm. you know? And I've done that. And other times it doesn't. And, and I've done that completely. And, and a lot of the times, there's no beef there. You know what I mean? People no. are like, oh, did I do something? I'm like, no, it's just either we were growing apart and you were moving over here and I was doing this. Or you did something shady and I told you not only once, but multiple times about how that either hurt, hurt me or, you know, it was something I didn't like being done around me and you mm -hmm. continued to do it. And then that's when I had to cut you off. There are people, you know, that I have cut off completely with no explanation, and they looking like, why did you block me? Why did you? Because I kept telling you the same thing that was hurting me, and you continued to do it. So that means you had no regards for my feelings in any way, shape, or form. And you gaslit me the whole entire way. Mm. And that's not cool. I've had friends, I'm like, okay, you moving in a way that, that, that ain't beneficial to me. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the club all day. I got better things to do with my money. Right. I'm trying to build something for myself. Mm -hmm. If you can't understand that, then we can't talk no more. I see you when I see you. Ain't no hate. That's just what you like to do. But that don't have to include me. Family members, you know, do some shady shit. Can't talk to you like that no more. You know what I mean? You hurt somebody that is close and special to me for your own little ego. That's not okay. And then you lied about it. That's not okay. And then I'm just supposed to turn around and be like, oh, okay, everything's, we not kumbayaing. That's not how I do it. Now, I've done that for my mom because she's mm -hmm. the type of person, she just wants everybody to be cordial and peaceful. And I get that, mm -hmm. you know? She's been through some things in her life. So her thing is just, it's not good to hold hate or whatever no. for someone. However, like we all have been discussing, boundaries. Yes. Doing people in doses. You have to let them understand that what they're doing, their behaviors, mm -hmm. none of that sh is okay. And mm -hmm. just because one person let it slide doesn't mean that's gonna apply to me. Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. We all we all don't work the same or feel things the same way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and part of that is okay if those people are not willing to listen, understand accept the fact that they're wrong and change when you go to them about, you know, whatever situation, then you have every right to maintain your peace by walking away. You know, you, you don't have to say nothing. You just say, okay, and you just walk away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as the whole, you know, scenario with one of my brothers, it's just like, look, you know, I've told him, like, that. that's it, bro. Like, don't call me. And that's hard on me because even though he's been a toxic brother all my life, I still want what I believe 
could be a wholesome relationship with my brother and he doesn't see it the way I see it. So because he doesn't see it the way I see it, I had to walk away. Mm. And it's the craziest thing because I've gotten every single warning and, you know, in, in my life about this situation, every single, you know, especially before my dad passed, he was like, hey, son, you know, watch out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll never forget every moment he said that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it, it's okay to walk away. But, it, you know, all else fails. Main, maintain your peace. Like, right. And mm-hmm. when you walk away, you have to be okay with that. You can't be like, oh, is it my fault that it, like, that's not your job to worry or even try to fix. Now you're going to put your, your toes back into the lava. Okay, don't do that. Yeah. One, look, my angel said the best. When people show you who they are, believe them. Yes. And it may hurt like hell. But when they show you they ain't for you, mm-hmm. you got to leave. Mm-hmm. They always say, at least my father said to me, you can count your real friends on your fingers. That oh. is true. Oh, God. Really? That is really, really true. Like, you can have a million and one so-called friends or acquaintances, but the people that stick by you, you can count on your finger. My dad said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. yeah, my, my circle is so damn small as a dot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, seriously. And life has taught me that. Like I said, it, everybody hasn't been bad or out to get me. I'm not saying that. Group hug. Different paths. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Most mm-hmm. of the, my relationships is just, yeah, like, I just grow apart from people. Mm-hmm. And it, it's no hate or malice there. It's just, like, a lot of people I feel like I was close friends with is just we're social media friends now. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. where I see them at, on social media. Mm-hmm. Do a like here, do a like here, do a comment there, do a comment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. You know? And it, that's just what it is. That's what it is. And it's okay. It's okay. Because, like, sometimes your lives just go in different directions, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's no ill will. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. I have a few friends I was close to in high school that worked out that way. Yeah. Our schedules always conflicted, and, you know, eventually we, you know, social media, that's about it. Yeah. But I'm not mad or angry. Yeah. I don't think she is either. I don't dislike her. Mm-hmm. Right. It just worked out that way. Yeah. It is what it is. It definitely is tough because, you know, going going being in it for so long and then trying to work your way out of it is just is, is can be can be extremely difficult for someone who's so used to being the, the doormat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like I said, I I don't you know know how many of you out there can relate to that, but when you go from trying to be, you know, doormat to, you know trying to find your voice it's it it's really tough but it's important to do it for your own you know sake you know your own mental health and for your own life you know and i feel like i'm getting a whole lesson just sitting here <laughs> because you know you guys have so much more experience in doing this than i do because i'm so used to being like you know saying okay and just walk off and just go do what i'm told to do not being disrespectful but you know just you know if someone says something it just rolls right off my back but it still stays in here <laughs> you know it doesn't fully go away it's always just right there so i remember it but just let it stew and that's not healthy 
at all. And uh, you can't let stuff linger and, and stew like that because... You go insane. Literally. Yeah, more or less. Literally. people like tell you that what you're doing is wrong for me that's difficult too because it's hard to to when you're trying to work your way out of that and you're like oh like nicole said oh this is a uh, crazy but yeah so but so for ten, for now we're going to end it here you guys have a good night psa signing off yes <laughs> have a good night <laughs> Thank you.